0: This KMQ episode is brought to you by The Sexy Librarian's Erotica Blogcast. Listen in as Rose flirts around with Big Daddy and discusses erotica and sexuality with today's most provocative writers and community leaders. Subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Also available in the Google Play Music app for Android under Podcasts. And now your favorite sexy librarian. Rose Carraway.
1: Erotica can be as exciting and sensational or light and playful as you like, much like the physical act of sex itself. Good storytellers know this. In my latest anthology, For the Men and the Women Who Love Them, 25 Bold Sex Stories, Every one of the contributing authors recognizes that there exists tremendous diversity within sexuality, and that over time, our tastes and preferences don't remain stagnant, they move and sway. And if we truly open ourselves up, if we dare, our curiosities can lead us to all new terrains and fulfilling pleasures. The 25 featured authors in For the Men understand that everyone has some kind of drive, especially contributing veteran authors like D.L. King, Rachel Kramer-Bussell, and Tamsin Flowers, who've been honing their craft for years. Each and every author in this new assemblage of sexy stories knows how to play with desire in order to arouse by utilizing their own unique styles and flavors. Today's episode offers up some power play, a dynamic that will make your skin prickle, and your libido perk up and pay attention. The Sexy Librarian presents the Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast an experience that will enrich your mind as well as your passion, you are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and is a hands-free listening experience. Well, at least one hand. But before our story begins, let me tell you about our latest audiobook, For the Men and the Women Who Love Them, 25 Bold Sex Stories, intended for the fellas and the women who have an appetite for bold, adventurous, erotic storytelling. Escape into the fantastic, the outlandish, and the literary. Get ready for a space pirate, a cowgirl, an anxious odd man out, an undercover agent. Lonely ghosts. A taxi driver with an unexpected topsy-turvy fare. A burly biker who just wants to be cuddled. A bride-to-be with one last oat to sow. The devil offering a golden deal. Strangers and a spontaneous three-way. You will find these and many more audacious characters playing out intense encounters. For the men and the women who love them, 25 Bold Sex Stories in iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. And now, Cupcakes and Steel by D.L. King. What are you doing? Eve was on the phone. That was pretty much the way our relationship worked. She'd call me out of nowhere and say something provocative. Well, okay, what are you doing wasn't necessarily provocative, but I was waiting for it. Um, nothing much right now. What's up? Eve was kind of my, dare I say it, girlfriend. At least I was hoping she was but I think she thought of me more as just a playmate. I want some of those cupcakes from that place in your neighborhood. You know the one I mean, those red velvet cupcakes. You could get some and bring them over, couldn't you, cute boy? Eve had been calling me cute boy since she first laid eyes on me. My name is Pete. Sometimes I wondered if she knew that but I kind of liked Cute Boy, at least the way she said it. Eve was a pixieish redhead with a mischievous smile and a New Orleans accent. She wrote dirty books and had a porn photographer for a roommate in her Red Hook Brooklyn loft. We met in a bar almost a year ago and had been playing kinky games ever since. I paused for a second to remember which bakery she was talking about. Um, yeah, I could do that. When? Well, now, of course. Hey, did you know tomorrow was my birthday? Oh, wow, no. Happy birthday. Are you having a party? How many cupcakes do you need? I asked. Well, she said, there's you and me, and Nigel will be out of town. So I guess that means two. Maybe I'll invite Patty, too. You remember Patty from the first time we met, right? I vaguely remembered Eve dragging me over to a table after she'd molested me on the dance floor. She'd introduced me to the woman there as Cute Boy for the first time, but we didn't hang around. Okay, so three? Three? No, we need more than that. We need three for before dinner, with our wine. There's this new seafood place over here that serves real good shrimp, like from home. We could eat dinner there. And then we need a couple more for midnight, cause it'll officially be my birthday then, and a couple more for breakfast, cause you'll probably be too tired to go home, you know. So, what's that? Seven. The restaurant's not fancy or anything, so you should wear some old clothes, like clothes that can be messed up. Bring some other clothes with you, for in the morning. Right. See you in a couple of hours. I said, but she'd already hung up the phone. Clothes that could get messed up. Who knew what that meant? Knowing Eve, it could mean anything, from getting food stains on them to having hot wax dripped all over them. Whatever it meant, I knew it would be good. I ran a few errands and stopped at a high-end sex shop to get her a birthday present, then picked up a dozen cupcakes because seven was a weird number. I jumped in the shower, shaved, and put on a nice pair of black jeans and a teal button-down shirt because I figured it would be fun to get dressed for her birthday dinner. I packed a pair of old clothes in a gym bag and thought I could change into them after dinner for whatever she had planned. I grabbed a dozen roses from the deli on the corner and jumped into a cab to Red Hook. The industrial cage elevator was waiting for me when I got to Eve's building. I took it to the top floor and rang the bell there. I heard laughter, and then Eve opened the door. Cute boy. I'll take those. She took the box of cupcakes and the cone of flowers from me. Aw, pretty. Thanks. She kissed me, turned, and went back into the apartment. I stepped inside and closed the door behind me before following her into the kitchen. A woman sat at the counter with a glass of wine. Patty, you remember, cute boy. Before I could say anything, Patty offered me her hand and said, Pete, right? I smiled and shook her hand. Yes, I said, wow, that's pretty good. Oh, (laughs) she laughed. Eve never shuts up about you. Eve shot her a look. What? Well, you don't. Get the boy a drink. She strolled over to the kitchen. Oh, never mind, I'll do it. While Patty poured me a glass of prosciutto, Eve put the cupcakes out. Cute boy, what are you wearing? Is that your idea of old clothes? Patty was wearing jeans, and Eve a little flouncy skirt and flowered top. I thought I'd wear something nice for dinner and then change after. She frowned. No, Go and change now. I have plans for you after dinner and don't want to have to wait for you to change. I looked at Patty, but she seemed to be completely in the dark, so I figured she wasn't part of the so-called plans. I shrugged and said okay and went off to change. When I came back in a pair of dark blue paint-stained jeans and an old worn Yankees t-shirt, she said, Now that's more like it. We finished the bottle of wine, and Patty and I sang happy birthday, and then each of us had a cupcake before walking to the restaurant for dinner. It wasn't fancy at all, so I didn't feel too self-conscious about my clothes, but the food was great, and everyone had a good time. We walked Patty to her car about a block from Eve's and said goodnight before continuing on to the loft. Back in the apartment, I kicked off my shoes while Eve opened another bottle of wine. I handed her her birthday present. You shouldn't have, she said. You know you're the only present I need. She kissed me and put the box on the counter. "Aw, oh, heavy, she said as I started to take off my shirt. Wait, what are you doing? Well, I thought, no, 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 come over here. She grabbed my wrist and led me to the loft to the area where Nigel did most of his shoots. I have other plans for you. My eyes started to glaze over when I saw the new acquisitions. Nigel's got a gig for a magazine, and they sent these. Aren't they neat? The big black bondage table with all the tie-down points and the cutouts caught my attention first but she led me over to a monstrosity of a bondage chair. It was a massive wooden leather contraption with lots of straps. Here, she said, have a seat. Put your feet up here. There were small footrests attached to the legs a few inches from the floor. Comfy. She pushed my jeans a little above my ankles and tightened straps around them, binding my legs to the chair and then finish the job by binding my thighs to the chair as well. She lifted the hem of my t-shirt and pulled a strap around my waist, tightening it until I was settled in, and my back against the backrest. Put your arms up here, she said, gesturing to armrests that protruded from the chair at shoulder height. She strapped me down at my wrists and just below my elbows. There now. Lean all the way back. That's right, put your head back, too. She adjusted the height of the headrest and then pulled a leather belt across my forehead, strapping me down tight. Next, she strapped my upper chest to the chair with the final belt. My cock pressed uncomfortably against my jeans, especially with my legs so close together. She ran her hand over my crotch, dug her fingers down between my legs, and cupped me. Isn't this great? She asked. She gave me a peck on the cheek and then slapped my chest right over my nipple. I moaned and happily found there was room enough for fidgeting. But Eve, I still have all my clothes on. I don't think this is going to work right. Don't you worry, cute boy. I've got it covered, she said. I heard the bolt being drawn and then felt the chair legs move apart forcing my legs open as well, which was much more comfortable, that is, until my cock began to pound against the inside of my zipper, demanding to be set free. Something hard and cold touched my ankle, and I heard scissors cut into my jeans as my right pant leg was opened and slit up to my knee. Eve's hand caressed my calf, and then she stood and waved the safety scissors in front of me. See, cute boy? This is fun. I always wanted to do this, she said, and as she inserted the scissors into the neck of my t-shirt and began to cut down until she arrived at the strap across the top of my chest. Oops, detour, she said, and started to cut again from the hem of my shirt. Up. When she got to the belt again, she cut the shirt across to my side then did the same on the other side. Letting the fabric hang from the belt, she grazed both my nipples with her fingertips. Oh, look how hard they are. She teased them with her nails and pinched them as my eyes rolled back and I shuddered and fidgeted some more. She clamped first one nipple and then the other. Whatever she was using, the clamps bit into my skin. She made sure they were tight and then hung weights from them, causing the clamps to bite even more as my nipples were pulled down. I loved nipple clamps, especially weighted ones. The pain was transcending. Breathe, cute boy. Oh, good. I can already see wet spots on your jeans. Let's see what's going on down there. She kissed me and bit my bottom lip. I tried to move my head, but she'd strapped it down tight. I felt the scissors slide between my skin and the waistband of my jeans and felt her trying to cut through the fabric. Man, this is a lot of work, she said, as she continued to make small headways into destroying my pants. Damn, just a little more, she said. She pulled the fabric out with one hand as she continued to split it with the scissors. It's hard. She finally got past the waistband and began slitting the fabric the rest of the way down to where my leg bent at my hip. She forced the scissors past the bend and cut halfway down my thigh before sliding her hand inside my pants. Ah, but not as hard as this, she said stroking my partially freed cock. ah, cute boy, you shaved for me, she said. That's so sweet. Always, Eve, I croaked. Now, if you could just... Just what, cute boy, she asked, as she pulled her hand from my pants and began cutting the other side of the waistband. This is fun. Don't you think this is fun? I think this is fun. Happy birthday to me, huh? She said as she bounced up and down and chortled to herself. She peeled the front of my pants down and let the denim hang between my legs as she gathered up my balls, pulled them forward, and fluffed them up. My cock bobbed above them, begging for attention, but she left it alone. She ran the pads of her fingers over the shaved skin just above my cock. I love the way this feels, don't you? She looked into my eyes and licked her lips. I grunted. I wasn't much for talking once Eve started playing with me. She could so easily guide me into that headspace of pleasure and pain, where I'd forget everything else. Eve never gagged me, or at least she hadn't yet. In fact, she usually had to prod me to talk at all. Well, don't you? She prodded. What had she been asking? Oh, right. Yes, ma'am, I said, because it seemed like the correct answer. Oh, now you've done it, she said, calling me ma'am. Don't you know that just beats my power? Now I can do whatever I want with you. She laughed and flicked the head of my cock with her fingers. I yipped, and she ran off into the apartment. I heard a drawer in the kitchen open and her running back. Now you're really gonna get it, she said, waving a wooden spoon in my face. Eve was a little bit crazy and unpredictable, which probably had something to do with why I'd fallen in love with her. But she didn't know that. I mean, she knew she was crazy and unpredictable, but I don't think she knew I was in love with her. What are you going to do with that? I asked. It's my birthday. It's time for my birthday spanking, she said. Sorry, I said. Can't spank you, tied down. Oh, sometimes I can be a little slow, especially when Eve starts in on me. But, but I'm not supposed to get spanked for your birthday. You're the one who's meant to get spanked. That's the way it works. As if she snorted. So then what's going to happen when it's my birthday? Oh, I said. I guess I get spanked then too, right? Now you're getting it, cute boy. And without another word, she put her hand over my hard cock, bent it down, and began spanking my newly shaved skin with the back of the spoon, which hurt like a motherfucker. I yelled and jumped around as much as the bondage table would allow me to, which wasn't much, and begged her to stop. But all the while, I could feel my cock pressing insistently against her hand. After I had yelled, no, for the third time, she stopped smacking me. Do you really want me to stop? She asked. I closed my eyes and sheepishly said, no. "'Well, all righty then,' and she started smacking my inner thighs with the spoon, releasing my cock to dance and bob and me to yell and jump as much as I wanted to. When she was finished, she ran the backs of her hands over my hot, tenderized skin, looked me in the eye and said, with a serious expression, "'I think that's gonna bruise,' and then her eyes crinkled up and she snorted a laugh before bending down to kiss the hot, bare skin before giving it a finishing lick. That was a lot more spanks than however many years old you are, I said. How do you know? She said, palming my cock, then pinching and squeezing the head. You don't know how old I am. I could be ancient. She exchanged her mouth for her fingers, and all coherent thought left my brain. She licked and sucked me almost to orgasm before scraping her teeth up my shaft and leaving my saliva-drenched cock to cool in the breeze. I moaned and cursed under my breath. Yep, I thought it had gotten quiet in here. Listen, she said, tugging on the weights hanging from my nipples. It's getting close to midnight, and I want to celebrate my actual birthday with a bang. My nipples had become dulled to the pain of the clamps, and I hadn't noticed them for a long time. When she started pulling on them, they lit up like one of those bug zappers when a bug flies into it. Ew! Aw, cute boy, you're so cute, she said. I felt the legs of the chair being pushed together, moving my legs together in the process. I heard the sound of the bolt being reset so they would stay that way. She put her hands on my shoulders and climbed onto my lap. I felt her skirt as it brushed my thighs. Evidently, she wasn't wearing any panties. Could anything feel better than her slippery cunt devouring my cock? If so, I couldn't think what it might be. She rode me like a hobby horse, and there was nothing I could do about it, nothing I could do about the pace or the angle or the thrust. It was all up to her. She used my body in all the ways that felt best to her, and it just worked for me, got me going until all the built-up tension made my nerve endings vibrate with need. When I was aware enough to watch... I watched her face as it moved in and out of my field of vision. She looked like she was in ecstasy, and that was exactly where I wanted her to be. I wanted to be the best fuck of her life. We'd spent close to a year playing all sorts of kinky games, mostly aimed at torturing me. But tonight, even though it had started out as her torturing me, it really was about her and her pleasure. Of course, I knew her particular brand of crazy, kinky, sado fun. And everything she did to me was also about her pleasure. Nothing got her wetter. Watching her face, the smell of her perfume, mingling with the pervasive scent of sex, brought me to the edge. Eve, I whispered, a little louder. Eve. Louder still. Evangeline. That got her attention. I can't last much longer. Sure you can, cute boy. She growled. Just a little bit more. A little longer. For me. That's the way. You can do it. Her body was squeezing me for all I was worth. She raised up, almost letting my cock fall from her. And just as she slammed herself back down, she ripped the clamps off both my nipples. The pain pierced me like a blinding white-hot needle. My brain short-circuited as I bellowed and cursed. All I wanted to do was wrap my arms around her, but I couldn't. I couldn't move. I sat there, vibrating, as the orgasm took me and I shuddered out the last spurts of my climax. Well, happy birthday to me, she said, She climbed off me, and I immediately started to shiver as the slick of sweat on my chest began to cool. She unbuckled the strap, holding my head to the headrest. She kissed me quickly before she unfastened my arms and helped me lower them to my sides. Then she unfastened my ankles and thighs before finally removing the belts from my chest. Come on, Peter. Those cupcakes aren't going to eat themselves. As I stood up, my pants fell to the floor, and my t-shirt hung off me in rags, and she cracked up. Well, maybe you want to change first. You don't have to, though. A bunch of thoughts ran through my mind as I grabbed my pants and held them up on my way to the bathroom. First, she'd called me by my name. Second, I really needed a shower. Third, and perhaps most importantly, that was the very first time, even after all the kinky sex we'd had, I'd ever been inside her. Whatever this was, I didn't want to jinx it, because I didn't ever want it to stop. After changing, I joined her in the kitchen. She'd set a cupcake on a plate for me, and had poured two glasses of wine. Her cupcake was half-eaten— I looked at it, and then at her. I couldn't wait. You were taking too long. It's my birthday. I kissed her and handed her the box I'd brought. Here, happy birthday. She took the present. The lady at the store said you'd been looking at this and really wanted it. I don't know, though. It seems more like a present for me than for you, so you can take it back if you'd rather have something else, I said. I took a bite of cake while she opened it. Nestled in black velvet inside the box was a massive, curved, stainless steel butt plug. Oh, my God, Eve squeed. Does Sarah know me or what? It's exactly what I want. We'll try it out in bed tonight, she said, and kissed me. I love you, cute boy. I love you, too, Eve. the Men and the Women Who Love Them, 25 Bold Sex Stories, in iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. We hope you enjoyed the show. That was Cupcakes and Steel, written by D.L. King. You can find more stories by D.L. King at dlkingerotica.blogspot.com have a happier life we encourage you lovely lured listeners to be playful enjoy yourselves and your sexuality give the gift of fantasy to your partner you won't even have to wrap it it's a sexy way to get that really special rosy holiday glow that will keep on giving head over to audible.com click on for the men and the women who love them 25 bold sex stories think of it as mistletoe only this is way way hotter get it now sign up for audible's 30-day trial and you can get one of my audiobooks for free your subscription will include one free audiobook every month as well as give you discounted prices on all my audiobooks you can cancel at any time the kiss me quicks erotica podcast is a stupid fish production
0: The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists Kai Engel, the fish who saved the planet, and the KMQ introduction music by Vyvich.
1: Stupid fish.
0: Sex, sex, sex. Sex, sex, sex. To find it acceptable to us to find it acceptable to us. He's trying sex, sex, sex. He's trying to find it acceptable to us, to get past sex, sex, sex. They romanticize sex, 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 to find it acceptable to us, to find it acceptable to us. the wrapping we've put on it to find it acceptable to us, to find it acceptable to us, to find it acceptable to us. And I think most people live whole lives where they they romanticize sex, 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 in order to believe that they can be dignified and still do it, to believe that they can be dignified and still do it. To believe that they can be dignified and still do it. To believe that they can be dignified and still do it. To believe that they can be dignified and still do it.